This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. Uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, Vietnamese film distribution. Uh, with us is the director of a film that's having its uh, theatrical release this week, uh, Le Van Kiet, who's the director of uh, Dust of Life, Bui, Bui Doi. Budoi. Yeah, Budoi. Budoi. And uh, also his team of uh, film distributors, uh, Dan Tran and Li Ngo, who's also a graduate student here in Anthro at UC Irvine. Uh, welcome to the show. Hi, Dan. Thank you. Hi. Um, what, what do you, how come it took so long to release <laughs> it? I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to ask you that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were, I was just here two years ago, right? And then last year you were or earlier this year you were on the show for another film actually. right 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 and you just yeah you just I think it has to do with um, um, finding the right model to mm. to go with um, I was you know kind of patient enough to to see what model is gonna uh, fit this film because you can't take a type of film like this in a traditional um, you know path that traditionally what uh, you know Hollywood would do you know um, essentially it's just throwing money into you know the issue but I didn't see that as as the solution for this film and uh, I remember talking uh, with you about this uh, even two years ago and mm-hmm. we really didn't have anything close to uh, what we're doing right now with this film so at that time I, I didn't feel it was the right time at all um, but um, we're pretty lucky um, with uh, the the change of time, you know, and how things are, have changed so much with the internet and the the marketing strategy. Uh, because even when this film was shot, um, w- I didn't even have access to digital video. It wasn't even a, a, a an option, so I had to shoot it on film, and that was only four years ago. Huh. Yeah, and so now we are able to. Um, effectively, just expose uh, a product like like this to the mass within um, minutes through the internet, and using social media uh, networks. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, with us is also Dan Tran and Li Ngo uh, from the new group, new distribution company called mm-hmm. Coco Paris LLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- yeah, it, what does it mean that name? <laughs> Why pick that name? <laughs> Um, it, it's a media company that we had uh, for a few years, and uh, we were working actually not on the the media itself, but more on the technology side of it. Mm. And then uh, the time is right to uh, to uh, to work with the uh, Vietnamese American filmmakers to uh, uh, distribute this film. Uh, it's uh, the film is very relevant to to the 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 immigrant community, so it, it we we we're working with a new model to. Uh, to distribute uh, this film, uh, we're trying to uh, um, let as many people see it as possible. Um, you know, we we want to start with uh, the uh, community, and um, because it's uh, you know, although we think it it can cross over to the mainstream, uh, um, but we we want to um, the community to be able to have access to this film, and that's why we're trying to do a lot of different things uh, w- with the distribution. With um, community, what do you mean community? Is, um, is it Asian American or is it just Vietnamese American? 
Um, the, the, the film is um, Vietnamese-American, but we believe it's uh, the same story that, can, uh, that uh, the immigrant uh, group can, be, uh, can relate to. Um, so, and it, it's about um, the um, Vietnamese enclave of Little Saigon uh, 15 years ago. Um, but the story that told, uh, I, I believe many other immigrant groups can relate to. We, we recently had a screening here that uh, Lee Ngo um, uh, organized for us at UCI. Yes. It was October free, 27th. Free showing, huh? It was a sneak preview that uh, we only allowed students to be in there. And, the and some faculty too, but yeah. <laughs> correct, yeah. yeah. And the reaction was uh, um, exactly what Dan said. It was very um, familiar to uh, this group. Um, but it was, when I saw it on Facebook, um, one thing stood out right away. They weren't Vietnamese at all, the, these uh, students that uh, reacted to the film. Mm-hmm. But the majority of them were uh, American and uh, white and uh, uh, Korean-American and um, Latino, I Chinese. It was, it was a very diverse crowd. Um, the fans on Facebook? Yeah. Right. The, <laughs> the, the, the reaction to the film. Oh, the reaction. And they that, reacted that, in a yeah. way that... Because w- w- we... We had been focusing on the Vietnamese Americans championing this film and yeah. um, make it as an important film to the community, um, to, you know, to, to help spread the word. And uh, but we didn't realize that this screening at UCI was uh, was m- much more uh, strikingly familiar to the mm-hmm. other groups of, of uh, Asian Americans. And uh, that was kind of fun to see. You know? Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of the people that I spoke to after the film. Was uh, uh, was screened? Were they all connected with it in some way? Yeah. Um, they were the most. Com- the first initial reaction was they didn't know anything about the Vietnamese American community, which is quite surprising given that it's just up the road and it's a very vibrant and exciting community. Mm. Um, but people are still very ignorant of what mm-hmm. life is like then and now. Um, and yet, the second thing is not just the differences that exist between the communities, but the similarities as well especially that notion of the immigrant story and the notion and yeah. the concept of alienation, um, mm-hmm. angst, uh, social um, discomfort, if you will. And um, across, you know, um, across the board, people just found that kind of connection and, and really saw beyond whatever, like, specifics of the film that people assume are um, relegated to just one community when it actually has a much broader appeal. I definitely yeah. had a broader appeal. I, as as Kit knows, I was working on uh, the issue of police uh, surveillance and stopping people and taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And I formed a group in 1993 uh, called the Alliance Working for Asian Rights and Empowerment Aware mm-hmm. to fight this. And uh, we were we helped uh, two Vietnamese girls and one Hmong girl, mm-hmm. 14 and 15, who were stopped by the police and photographed in Garden Grove at the Garden Grove mm-hmm. uh, re- the Euclid Retail Center. And uh, where there's a nice Vietnamese restaurant now, mm-hmm. but anyway, the, and I think I yeah. think it's also important, like um, the the youth and gang violence story is the central story yeah. of Dust of Life. But there are so many other things going on as right. well. It's not it, just it, focusing on the gangster right. community, but um, the parents that are affected. Um, Definitely, one of the main storylines in it is and about a girl who yeah. is very much on the periphery, but is deeply affected by this phenomenon as well. Um, so it's very much a human story, and it's very much a human multi-layered ensemble. Mm-hmm. A multifaceted mm-hmm. story that I think um, on some level people will be able to connect with it. But in 1990s, uh, I was just trying to say is that it was not just Vietnamese who were affected. Right. It was a, I know a Korean student at UCI who was stopped like, uh, like 18 to 25 times or something. Wow. 
and he filed a complaint with uh, the ombudsman here, uh, just being stopped on the freeway and and hassled. I mean, I was pulled over two years ago, and I'm pretty old and, uh, <laughs> by this white cop. You have a gangster vibe. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah it's it's. Yeah, and you sagging your pants. I know. <laughs> even the uh, even the student regent, who's uh, Chinese from Chinese American from Northern California, he's uh, he was on my show, and he said he was pulled over a month before the show, uh, walking at 1 a.m. in Irvine, uh, because he was walking home, and they don't expect people to you know be on the streets then. Yeah, you know, I think it has to deal with an economic thing too, and it, it it's kind of like a cycle. And because yeah. back then it was, uh, I considered it one of the toughest times for Vietnamese Americans um, in our, in our history. Definitely, I mean, yeah. uh, compared to now, where you you see a vibrant community, you see uh, the community uh, succeeding, and there's some wealth there. Um, but in the early nineties, it was 10 years after the boat people experience. Mm-hmm. And it was the time when people are finally, um, the Vietnamese Americans are finally saying, look, this is it for me. There is no way I'm ever going to go back to my country. Yeah. My homeland where I was born and where my mom is still there. Right. And so they're stuck here. And there's there's that, and then there's the, there's the fact that they have to feed uh, a household that averages five to six kids, mm-hmm. right? And um, so there's all these angst, you know, and, and a, a sense of displacement and uh, desperateness. And so during this period, it just, you know, catapulted to um, the kids and, and violence and house invasions, which is which is all over the place during that time. Um, but uh, interestingly enough, I'm seeing it now being, um, very, um, um, prevalent to other communities in our nation, like, uh, for example, Minnesota and Atlanta, some parts of Houston and, um, Virginia when I traveled to film around mm-hmm. and I literally looked at the community there and it, it looked exactly like, uh, the film, which was done, which was supposed to be uh, a period piece that was 15 years ago. They dress the same, they look the same, they talk <laughs> the same. And, um, I think it's kind of like a cycle thing. And, and these days recently I've hear, um, you know, people talking, about what, you know, oh, my, my, my girlfriend got shot down the other day or my friend was, was uh, gunned down. And, and it's just, see, you know, that, that those, these are the things that you hear 10, 15 years ago. But, you know, you're starting to see it happening elsewhere. Yeah, one of the issues that uh, in the film and, uh, and that is the communication between the kids and the parents. Yeah. And, you know, that is uh, quite timeless. You yeah, know, uh, sure. the difficulty, especially when, uh, for the new immigrants coming in and, you know, the kids growing up here and the p- parents are busy working, so they don't have a lot of time for the kids. So, the, and, and both of the generation are uh, trying to survive here in, in the new land. And so uh, the, the need for communication is, is there. Um, at, and and that, that part of uh, the story is, you know, can, it's, um, it can be related to many different groups and, and sure. all the different times. It's the Americanization of the kids here, you know, but then they don't feel they belong here. Mm-hmm. They're considered dust of life. And so it's... Well, Americanization is a very complicated word because it's... Um, but in the sense right. of being, you know, being able to, you know, try to eke out their own existence. Right, right. Yeah, and not just follow their parents right. in right. that sense. I mean, I'm, I'm not... And especially... I, uh, I'm, I'm not... I'm, 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 especially in regarding this community and how... Um, 
there's the assumption, especially amongst Asian Americans, that like Asian Americans are easy to assimilate and they are mono minorities. And mm, this film yeah. like drives a wedge right through yeah, that. It shows, that, and that all the other side, yeah. and all communities had to go through like the same sort of process of exclusion, and um, you know, racism and prejudice and violence. For sure. Um, and what happens in those sort of conditions of possibility? What kind of community emerges? I think, in a way, it's almost like a rationalization of some of these behaviors that look monstrous on the surface, but actually have deeply rooted, almost logical, like, um, um, bases for why they occur. Yeah, you can definitely understand them better if right, you right. if you look in deeper into it. Yeah, and that's part of um, uh, the film's model too. Is that we're we're not making it too much that. Uh, only the Vietnamese people can understand mm-hmm. it or, or yeah. get that nuance. It's not probably not even a nuance. It's actually pretty loud. But it's, it's more the uh, education for the outside community. And so, in a sense, it's very important for uh, Americans to see this film in general and, and the general audience. It's not... Um, I mean, this film is already for the community and the community has been very warm with it and championing this film and we feel very grateful for it but um, we wanted to take it beyond that because we feel that uh, this is something new for them to see it's not you know they 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 see all hollywood films um, every day and it's always there but a film like this is very difficult to to make you know uh, the nature of it and um, it's even 10 times more difficult to take it to the mass you know we really need people to um, give this film a chance so that more of these will come along the way uh, and that uh, there will be some sort of small industry at first so that uh, important films like these can be made. We, we have yeah. a lot of inquiries uh, from, from other um, groups or, or from the mainstream Americans that uh, you know, they wanted to know uh, what happened to the Vietnamese American community. You know, when they drive by Little Saigon, they, they want to know, oh, how come, uh, you know, you, you have Little Saigon here? What's, what's the growing pains? What's the process through? So they're very, very curious. And I think this yeah. film uh, w- w- is a good, uh, a good thing for um, Americans uh, to, to kind of uh, come and understand a little bit about the historical aspect of the community. But we've been even noticing that there's like an, an international interest in this film as well. Like um, we've been doing a, mm. our primary style of marketing has been internet um, and just sure. um, using social networking sites like Facebook and using our um, and using a lot of digital media to really get the word out there. And I think we even got like an interest from someone in Indonesia who wanted right. to see the DVD because they won't be able to attend our um, any of our screenings. But mm. To me, that's incredibly remarkable that someone, I mean, yeah. as far away as, you know, Indonesia can actually yeah. look at this trailer, look at what materials we have out so far, and really, really want to participate in this movement, so. Uh, Kit, you didn't want to do, a, like, a model minority film. Uh, um, I don't really know what a model minority really is, um, if, even it's if you were t- I think it's an ugly term. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, model I think minority, model minority to me is, is being as... Uh, as real as possible, and um, I, I, it's it's not to say that there's not any role models or there's a that we shouldn't uh, um, you know be excited about our uh, heritage and where we come from. But I, I think by being very honest about the history, uh, you know, Dan uses uh, 
uh, this word a lot about this film, and it's it's a closure, mm. and it's kind of like an answer to a, uh, this this pocket town that um, everyone knows about it, and everyone uh, likes it for what it is. Like there's the pho restaurant, and there's uh, Little Saigon, and uh, there's the traffic and all that stuff. But um, what this film does is, I think. It brings to light the humanity of um, that area, and and it, that in itself, I think, is gonna give people the impression of a mono, uh, minority. For example, the 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 boat people experience, and then after that, having go through the the house invasion and the gang violence during the '90s, and then now, you know, now they get to own a house finally. You know, maybe in that way, I'm trying to portray the definition of a of a model minority because you know, model minority to me is is going through is, is you know striving and 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 uh, being successful in the end, and I think that's what our community eventually did. I've always hated that term. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I'm this is coming come from my training as an anthropologist here at UCI, but. Mono minority, it has a complicated meaning because if you take away model, then minority becomes a pejorative, ugly term. Like, mm. It's sort of like a a priori assumption that minorities are bad and minorities need to be reformed and turned a certain way. So that's why I think that notion of like we should be mono minorities, what is it really trying to say? What is it trying to say about who we are originally and who we aspire to be? I think... Yeah, it, it sounds... Yeah. Uh, what you were saying is it's, it sounds exactly what is is the issue in the film it's exactly <laughs> it's, that that encompasses the whole uh theme of the film is right. because these people are trying to deal with that idea i have to be a model citizen i have to be a model mm-hmm. i have to represent my family or represent my right. uh, heritage so th- therefore i have to put up a face or put up a front so mm-hmm. that's why you have all these teenage angst and you have uh, uh you know marital problems mm-hmm. and uh hence you know dust of life i think i mean and not to give away too much of the film but like the main character johnny is constantly going through these moral quandaries yeah he has like yeah. people left and right telling him how he should be right and the people that he ends up listening to are the people that would die for him right. would kill for him right so hmm. it i mean it's it, it's it's one thing to for like say you know oppressive parents that expect you to be something that you just can't be mm-hmm. as opposed to you know a group of friends that you know, you know we a, appreciate sense, you for who you are, but you know, every so often right. they'll need a favor in a sense, from you. The parents in this film were trying to be model citizens, exactly, and the kids, in a sense, were trying to do the same, but they mm. can't by nature. They mm-hmm. just can't do it. They're there's, not. There's an incommensurability right. between they, generations. Yeah, I mean, they just came to this country. They don't know the language as well, and mm. they're being discriminated. So, where where in their life are they thinking that I should be a model citizen? They they don't have time for that. They, they just want to be human first. How about mm-hmm. the priest character? The, I mean, he he's a very kind of caring guy, and he really is the one that really seems to understand uh, Johnny. Right. He the priest character was um, was a modeled after somebody you knew. Or I'm sorry. Was it modeled after anyone? Yes, it was. Um, it was modeled during the time when um, the, the the Catholic Church during that time was very uh, uh, very strong, and a lot of people. Um, went to the church and and uh, church community was pretty uh, vibrant and there were a lot of young priests like uh, like Father Michael in the film and 
these priests would uh, see because there was so much violence going on and mm. and and so many kids in gangs during that time that um there were these um uh positive role models i i didn't want to make the film out as everybody's a horrible it's like a horrible place or a horrible parents horrible kids horrible teachers even in some in the film but I wanted to show a, a really positive character in, in the world, and uh, and that has to do with uh, Father Michael, mm. who's constantly giving the, these kids a chance, and who's just saying, "Look, I, there's, I know it's times are tough, but uh, you got to look to the positive side." So I, I, you know, that character was to balance out the, you know, the angst of the. But you said you you based it on somebody you. you it was based you know. on a, a, a young priest during that time that. Mm. Uh, was part of the community, and um, uh, that I knew, and uh, and it was kind of like an uh, an exaggeration of him. So you know, it, it's loosely based on him, but it wasn't entirely a bio- biographical thing. Is he still in in doing the same thing? Yes, he is. Oh, yes, yes. and you know, the the community doesn't get here without uh, you know people like that. There's sure. a lot of people yeah, that are, re- are really good, and and yeah, I mean, the film shows that the community gets to where it is uh, not not coincidentally but yeah. through a lot of pain and yeah. and conflict and so on yeah. but there along the way there's a lot of community support groups and individuals just as father michael who who keeps the thing in perspective and another thing that uh, important is is the um, you know the choices that the kids made it it, it has consequences you know it, it, Although uh, the re- religious aspect of it is that you know there's always redemption if you truly sorry <laughs> about what you did, but in in real life you know whatever you do it have consequences. You can just you know walk away. Uh, so that's uh, that's the realistic aspect of the film. Yeah, it's very gritty. I, I think of it as a very gritty film. It shows uh, kind of kids relating to themselves and in their own world. And there's actually not that many doubts that are. Intervening in the in that world, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the consistent feedback that we've been getting is that you know people, especially the young uh, younger audience, uh, keep saying, uh, you know, I, I I see this and you know I can relate it to this. Or you know it happened to my family, uh, even though mm-hmm. they are not Vietnamese American. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in most of the cases, you know they, mm-hmm. they can see the relationship. Yeah. Do you, do you get feedback from Vietnamese community that is too negative? Um, quite honestly, at the the negative part of of the film, uh, it turns out that the, they actually uh, see it so real. You know, the, uh, the community I don't think sees it as a negative thing. It sees it as a real thing, mm. and maybe a little bit too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't think we've ever had anybody said that uh, this is completely wrong or negative. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It just seems too real to them sometimes. Too and raw. Too raw, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that. Um, Quite honestly, five maybe about five years ago, uh, I would have had some negative flash uh, uh, lashback. But um, now it's a different time. Uh, mm-hmm. The community is much more vibrant and uh, much more open. So I've I've mm-hmm. had uh, mm-hmm. incredible responses to this. Uh, um, the press uh, in our community who are very sensitive to to what they cover and what they talk about yeah. has been very open to our film. And uh, really uh, promoting it, even though I mean, there's some there's violence in the film, there's language, mm-hmm. uh, but um, 
I think the community sees it as a very raw and real thing in that, uh, you know, they really want uh, the outside community to um, see see this part of history for us. Yes, uh, one thing about immigrants is that, uh, you know, we're very optimistic and, and we always want to move on and not really looking back. But mm-hmm. I think we're at a point where we're, we're pretty comfortable and look at the past and not just sweep it under the rug. You know, it's we safer wanna, now. Uh-huh. So, we, so, so we, yeah. we feel comfortable at l- looking at these issues and perhaps maybe we can learn something uh, about it, you know, and, and share it with other communities and I especially appreciate the way the film appeals to multiple generations. And yeah. I think, I mean, a lot of the people that I've spoken to um, who are about, like, my age or younger who see the film, like, like are finally, like, they appreciate how it connects with their own internal strife. You're in your 20s. I'm in, I'm 26. Okay. But, but also in regarding, like, I think, it all like, you know, um, you use a lot of like like prominent actors in the community, like a lot of stage actors, and mm-hmm. um, and that perspective is also represented very well as well. So mm-hmm. I think this is a film. I mean, it it does have an edginess to it. It does have an intensity of violence, um, but at the same time, um, I think it is a film about family, and it is a film about community, and a film about um, trying to bridge that gap that I think might be one of the bar- largest factors into why there is so much like violence in the community. Do you feel that after so many years, you you think differently about the film when you first, you know, compared with when you I first did, made I it? Did. Um, it is my first film coming out of film school, and it there is some um, naiveness in the film, and it it you know back then I I didn't think it was that real because I'm so close to the material mm. that everything I put down on paper I felt that. And, you know, it came from uh, the voices and the the stories that were around me during that time. Uh, by the way, this, this everything in the story is, is based on actual events and mm. true stories. So, uh, but now actually bringing the film out there more to the masses, um, I have a different perspective about um, how how each person. Uh, takes it or what how it applies to them and it's very interesting to look at the teens um, the young adults watching it uh, them feeling that oh you know I have the same angst you know whether it's not it's not the same kind of thing where they they're they want to be in a gang or they mm. they want this and that but they understand the angst side of it and the parents understand the communication side of it so that that part I is very different now and that I didn't see before. And these are kids today, you mean? Yeah, yeah the young yeah. adults today. They yeah. really gravitated to the, the teenagers being angry Yeah, and, and kind of like the tensions between the family. Yeah. Um, but before I saw it as more of like a Vietnamese-American film, uh, that it's uh, more s- culturally specific for us. But now yeah. it's m- I saw it more of a universal film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why we want to... Uh, show not only in the community but in other places uh, that are accessible to to everyone as well. You know, for example, we um, we have the film shown in Fountain Valley yeah. at, at the Star Performing Arts Center, which is uh, quite accessible from from everywhere. You know, it's right across the Mile Square Park uh, at oh, Brookhurst and, yeah. and Edinger, and uh, you know, it will be showing there for uh, every day for uh, four weeks. 
And then we also have it in San Jose at the Camera 3 in downtown, and that's, that's everybody can get to it. And then we opened in um, Virginia and Houston as well. So, so did you... Um did you any reason why you picked that theater versus uh, uh, Edwards or some other chain thing? Oh, well, um, first of all, that, that that theater is a fantastic place to show mm. movie. It, it's a, it's a, for, a former theater. It has two two uh, theaters, and, and the larger one holds like six hundred and twenty five seats. Wow! And it's very, uh, you have plenty of parking, very easy to access from the oh, freeways. Cool. Right on Brookhurst near near the center of Little Saigon. And they, they just remodeled the place, so it's it's a very comfortable, very nice uh, theater. So it's very absolutely uh, gorgeous. It looks honestly, yeah. it's, it's it's beautiful. It's it a, looks new then. Yeah, um, a lot of um, like Vietnamese actors um, conduct plays there, and uh, it is yeah. it, it, it it looks very much like a Moulin Rouge in a way too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I mean, uh, this is the first step of our releasing is that yeah. we, we're going to the community first, and sure. uh, for our premiere night, which is this Friday. Um, we're donating uh, all the proceeds to uh, Project Motivate, which uh, helps um, teenage uh, uh, youth, and uh, VACF, which is the Vietnamese American Cancer Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're donating it to these um, community organizations. So uh, first we're going to the community, and releasing in this theater also uh, um, you know, defines that too, is that w- this theater is... Uh, community it's owned by the community and hmm. um we would but we would love to take it to other venues also or for example regal uh, in in westminster or garden grove and even here at the university theater yeah. which i think it will do well here because um, yeah i know that some other independent films i know that flip side or something the the filipino film mm-hmm. opened up across the street and some weekends it was actually one weekend the first weekend it was higher you know, draw than right. other films in LA. Right. So it just depends, and that was because of word of mouth. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you about that. How important do you think word of mouth is? Oh, it's the most powerful marketing tool there is. Um, I think a lot of these Asian American communities have been basically convinced into thinking that there just is no market for film production, and to me, that's completely wrong. It's mm-hmm. They've been, I mean, a lot of it is just different articulations and just the history of how media and how mm. Asians, you know, especially during times of war, like from 1940 to 1975, like America has been at war in, with Asia. So there's sort of a lot of negative portrayals of Asian Americans out there that are explicitly negative. And it's so I think, oh, I'm sorry, war. I'm sorry, it's still at war. And we're still at war today. I mean, that's, that's, that hasn't gone away at all. But um, I think a lot of like minority communities have just been normalized into thinking uh, um, that there there is no f- market, there is no film industry, and my own research has basically been working against that, mm. like that uh, impression of the industry completely. Um, I mean, just even showing the trailers of this film to my students, and they're just like, "I want to see this film. This is mm. what I've been waiting for." I mean, we've we're kind of as much as we like the kind of films that are out there now, we're just kind of tired of like films that don't look like us and don't represent us don't speak to our specific mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. and a lot of it is just i mean it takes um us as distributors to get kind of creative and see how we can just get the word out because once we get the word out it's up to them to decide but almost it, always they always want to come out and like see these films 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what what we're trying to uh, do is is you know to change the concept a little bit. Instead of saying okay, we are, we have a film and and the, the audience should come to the theater and see it. We we're trying to say is really this film belongs to the community and belongs to everyone. Everyone have a little bit ownership of it because it mm-hmm. it's about them. You know, um, so 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 you know we want to share this with everyone. You know, and and uh, so that's that that's what we're trying to do. Do you see uh, a difference from um, distributing uh, Vietnamese American films versus films from Vietnam that come that are seen out here? Oh uh, yes, uh, definitely. Um, <clears throat> there are some um, uh, sensitivity issues uh, with uh, mm. uh, film production in here versus film production overseas. Uh, uh, Sometimes uh, when you do uh, production overseas, you get the support of the government overseas. But uh, for the Vietnamese American uh, filmmakers here. Uh, they're without government backing, so it's a lot more challenging uh, for the filmmakers here to to f- complete a production and go mm-hmm. into uh, distribution where we don't really have a distribution channel. Bringing it, uh, bringing a film here to the Vietnamese Americans is uh, has proven to be a challenge because um, partly there's no model to go by, mm-hmm. and it hasn't. It's not a familiar thing to to the business. So what we what we want to do is, is change the concept of instead of forcing people to come out there is that we we want them to understand that this is their film that uh, they do have ownership of of the content and the yeah. product and that if we want to put ourselves on the map with um, the competing media out there then we have to show numbers we have to show that there's people who are seeing these films we can't. We cannot have this film as an underground thing or kind of like a uh, community thing or, well, you know, screenings at uh, uh, school halls or churches and that's about it. You know, we, it has to be a, an es- kind of like an established um, releasing, you know, so that um, the general audience can see this as a, uh, a film to, to, to see. You know, then that's, that's what we're trying to do right now is to... the, the, the uh, model is to have the community own the film mm-hmm. and, it, and, and, yeah. and it's very possible uh, it, 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 it's not as hard as, as uh, um, we, we, we think it is for example sure. <coughs> yeah. for the price of admission for, to see the movie it's, it's pretty much it's about the price of like one bowl of pho and, and a little soybean uh, drink so if everyone just stop eating for uh, one day, uh, you know, you, you, you have a very successful film. And, and it will go a long way to help the Asian-American film community. I think what Dan's uh, trying to get at is that we've, Dan talks to me about this all the time. That we, we have anywhere in the nation, what, two to four million Right, depending on who's counting us. And uh, in the nation. And we are bringing this to all across the nation. And literally, only we only need about one percent or two, if the, at most two percent, to show up for this particular film to be successful. And those numbers, when, when I heard that, I was just very—it was shocking. It was actually, you know, we we don't need that much uh, uh, gross as because what? everybody feels. I think the preconception is that. Well, you're in the movie business and you're playing in that theater. You'll be fine, you know. You're, you're probably going to gross like, uh, you know, okay, a good Hollywood movie grosses like uh, a hundred million within two weeks, but you probably get about five million. That's so far from the truth, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. If we gross three hundred thousand, we're good. 
We're very happy. Right, but yeah. it but it still means that there has to be this one percent of Vietnamese coming out there. Right. And and we need we need uh, we need the audience help to really actually show up in a the theater. So you know, so stop order combo number nine or whatever, <laughs> and, and just go to the theater. I think it's be will it be worthwhile and it, it will help uh, the filmmakers quite a bit. And ultimately, it's trying to change so many of these stigmas against the community requires the community to exactly put down the bolifa and just to come see it. Um, and not just the community, but I think beyond the community can certainly help out as well. It's it's as um, our marketing strategy has been very specific because it is a very it's a story that appeals specifically to the Vietnamese American community. But then, especially after doing some test screenings, it's certainly a film that goes beyond that. So mm. we're not asking for a lot, but we're asking for enough to prove that you know it doesn't have to be the way people think it is and we're doing a lot of uh i saw a lot of things on facebook that you know it it's wonderful because we're giving away tickets and we're discounting tickets we're doing whatever possible that we can to help the community see the film mm -hmm. to be accessible um so it's it's not we're not here you know forcing people to come out so that we can put money in our pocket You know, mm -hmm. first of all, we only need three hundred thousand dollar gross. <laughs> That's for one thing, and the other thing is that um, we are we're, we're looking for the community to own the film, meaning you have to you have to be there to see it. And there's ways for them to see it, even if they don't have money. You know, because we have group discounts, we have free tickets, mm -hmm. we have sneak previews, and um, a lot of the, the the gross that we're going to be getting, we're com uh, donating to the community. Yeah, a lot of it's building a culture of film going in a way that I think especially in times of you know economic crisis people are sort of like a little bit edge, um, uncertain about they but I think um, people kind of have to shake themselves and not let the world basically dictate how they're going to feel and how like and basically accept a notion of disparity um, so instead I think it really just you know people just need to kind of suck it up and get out there and really see that it's not quite as bad as people think and in fact it's quite wonderful what's going on here mm -hmm. um, So a lot of it's just exposure, and a lot of it is just yeah. participation and um, and really taking part in something that's actually going on, that's been going on for quite some time. And as long as it as, as trends continue, we'll be just as vibrant as, say, the Korean film market or the Hong Kong film market before, the Japanese film market. I mean, Vietnam is, and the Vietnamese communities overseas are, are in that moment right now. Yeah, well, how do you see this compared with Asian American film festivals and the way Asian American films are promoted uh, in the past, you know, there, there is this model, right, out there already where they go to film festivals and then they mm -hmm. do word of mouth and get people to see certain releases. So it's not totally new. Well, it's um, it's new for for us specifically as, uh, because this film is culturally specific. Mm. Um, we're, uh, we, we didn't feel that going to the general Asian American community Uh, first, because um, it it just wouldn't have been effective because um, it's Asian Americans and it's just a general such a broad um, vast market you know and um, and and the film is is very culturally specific so we needed the community to champion the film first and to say look this mm. is a wonderful thing for for us and that um, we want everyone else to see it. Because, you know, part of uh, making a film is that if, if I didn't believe in the film or if I didn't care about the film, how are you going to care about it? You know, sure. How, 
Yeah, uh, what uh, what's the difference uh, in, in in this time is that in, instead of just relying on all the uh, media outlets, the tra- traditional and the mm-hmm. new uh, media outlets, uh, what we do is a lot of groundwork. You know, we work with the community quite a bit with the different organization yeah. and the support group, the religious group, the youth group, yeah. uh, the businesses, and so on. So we we really uh, you know put uh, a lot of work uh, in in the ground uh, yeah. to try and to get the people to come out and support uh, the film. So get them to have buy-in. Right. And, and the interest so. the interest is certainly there. I mean, um, yeah. like the Vietnamese International Film Festival, which is right here at UCI and also at uh, UCL and in, in, uh, other areas in Southern California has been going on for what six years now and um, and it's been an active participant in that and there it's a very very passionate community of filmmakers sure. um, and people that believe in, in that in film and believe that it is a crucial part in like in improving the community and in, in improving perceptions of Vietnamese and Vietnamese Americans and 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 you know demonstrating a notion of success like i mean not not that i like the term but if you want to prove to be a model minority i think doing it through portrayals in film is certainly a powerful way to go kid are you still paying off credit cards on this film <laughs> <laughs> paying off the interest only <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 you need no. a bailout <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know wow. share that <laughs> yeah yeah, well, well, one great thing about film uh, as a com- communication tool is that it's it's universal. You know, you can come from different background. You can be rich or poor. You can be a professional or yeah. mm-hmm. or semi. Uh, but uh, you know, when the lights go uh, down and you sit in in a theater, you're just the same as everybody else. And it's, so it's a great communication tool, especially uh, among the different groups. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that, that the Vietnamese American community loves media. Like everybody knows what Paris by Night is. Everyone knows what Doing A and all these other companies. You know, my um, and the thing is, the f- I first heard about this specific filmmaking community was when uh, my parents gave me a copy of The Rebel a couple of years back and told me to check it out. And that's when I kind of decided to come down here and see mm-hmm. what was really going on. And it's incredible. Um, but. I think the problem with like that kind of you know distribution of media is that it, there's no money in it and it's illegal <laughs> and it's uh and it's incredibly violent, especially for the artists that put so much time and effort into making um, these films. Mm-hmm. So I think, and, and of course, there's no substitute for going to a theater. I mean, there, there's something yeah. special about the theater experience. Oh, and, yeah, and, and yeah. we don't have the Dan is, is is a distributor and Lee is the consultant, but. We don't have the resources or even the funds to to yeah. throw money into the issue. I mean, we're not getting huge billboards. We're not getting no. <laughs> uh, commercials, or sure. it, 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 that wouldn't work for uh, for this model at all. Because you end up with such a huge marketing bill that uh, you cannot make back. So what we're trying to do is to get the community to come out there to um, say that to say to the, to the general audience that. You know, look, the, the, this film is very important, and I'm going to show that there's going to be more of these coming, and that's what we want to do. We're not going to just, uh, you know, have a large, have, have a big, large budget and then see where it goes. You know, mm-hmm. We're, there's actually a lot of personal touch into this distribution model, and maybe that's what's the difference when yeah. you you talked about before, is that uh, I, see, I saw I see a lot of. You know, just big, big billboards and print ads and all that stuff. But a lot of that is passive. You know, they they want to 
you, you want to go out there and, and communicate your, uh, you know, belief in the film. Mm-hmm. And and uh, what 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 we're trying to do is that you know not only uh, I mean, it, it just uh, going one way, which is come to support the film, but I think if people uh, come to see the film, will enjoy it too. You know, the, it, it's a tough subject that we're tackling, but um, yeah. I think people uh, go see the film, they would Open enjoy that, yeah. uh, and well, they enjoy uh, many special moments in the film. So, it, it, uh, so it, I, I think it'll be a good thing too. I was thinking of the uh, another film that uh, was heavily promoted and showed at you know at theaters and in, in the community and and beyond uh, Journey from the Fall, mm-hmm. but uh, they put a lot of money in the production, right? And so mm-hmm. it was very hard to recoup all that. Yeah, I, I mean the the model is if the more money you spend, the more you have to recuperate, you know, and yeah. um, you have to be very patient with distribution, and I think you have to be very uh, calculative of and realistic too about your spending it's just not throwing money into the problem you know you have to kind of see where what works and what doesn't work but at first you have to see how people react to the film first you know where are you going to go with this yeah uh, uh, we're in the beginning we focused a lot on the young adults and we still are because i, I think yeah. the young adults is going to really enjoy this film like dan said it's you know i hopefully it's an entertaining film it's not it's not something that is a talk talky film I mean yeah. I think uh, young adults are going to like this film and especially tomorrow we have this uh, exclusive pre-premiere party at Heat Lounge and <laughs> I think that's going to be exciting you know uh, the, the crowd out there has been responding very well to the image of the film and, and kind of uh, the subject matter the music yeah and oh, yeah. it's kind of like the hip hop theme huh. um, you know this film can be comparable to Menace of Society but in a Vietnamese American aspect mm. um so there's that aspect, and uh, so now we we have a lot of ads and we have a lot of uh, you know statements to the uh, older generation about uh, um, the importance of this film about communication, and so yeah. that that angle we go. So everywhere we go with the with the uh, marketing, we kind of shift to that uh, sensitivity. I know you've gone to Vietnam and done some work there. Have you shown the film there? Uh, we've only gone to point where we've shown to the censorship board. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, they're they were in the process of uh, um, clearing the film, uh, but we we have to release the film here first. Mm. Uh, but uh-huh. there's certain things that they're sensitive about over there, and they're not ready for. It's a very new market out there, so we have to be mm. patient with that. So you you're hopeful it, it might happen over there. Sure, uh, we're working patiently with them right now. Um, they're there's some edits that um, we might might have to do, and um, if it does happen, it will be the very first film shown in Vietnam that is done by an overseas Vietnamese from the U.S., I believe, from the U.S., yes. That's not made over there, because a lot yes. of overseas Vietnamese gone there to make films. Right, but it, yeah. would, be the very f- it would be the only film that is sh- was made overseas of, in Vietnam about Vietnamese people. Right, because I mean, yeah. previous films that have been released, like um, like The Rebel and Journey from the Fall. Um, well, The Rebel was made in Vietnam, and it's kind of more towards the Vietnamese audience. Um, Journey from the Fall still has yet to be re- released, so this is... It's not going to be released. It's not going to be released. <laughs> nope, it's not. <laughs> I think there was, uh, from Hollywood to Hanoi, was also made by a Vietnamese-American oh, yeah. uh, director, woman director. Mm. She was a director's guild uh, member. Uh-huh. But that wasn't released in Vietnam. Was it? No, I, I, it I didn't hear about that one. You don't there. think it was released? No, it wasn't released. Oh, I thought it was. Uh, nothing, uh, no, there's not a film in Vietnam that has been released 
theatrically and officially mm. not i mean bootlegs that's another story but um you know an official release in vietnam it's always been uh you know chanan hung film uh that you know he's a french uh, french uh citizen uh and that's pretty much it uh, but of anything from the us it has not been released in mm. vietnam mm. the uh Do you feel that it's different f- from I know on my show I've had other people from New Wave before releasing how how different is that from they were also trying to attempt to distribute Vietnamese films right I I think we're trying to do a little bit more uh, legwork uh, mm. you know by working with the community uh, by uh, reaching out and and make the film uh, belong to the community rather than just working the normal distribution channel and 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 uh, you know just play in the theater without a lot of grassroots uh, work they were filmmakers yes and yes. and we we're trying uh, we're trying to um well the the distribution is a is a business um and it shouldn't be run by the, the uh, you know like um, people that are very uh, uh you know uh, uh, passionate about the film and so we uh, we what we want to do is it work uh, on that angle and and try to be successful at it You started this company uh actually we didn't say the name uh, Coco Paris LLC and uh what um why I, I guess why, why did you name it that way I guess Oh I, I uh, smells good <laughs> <laughs> it, It's a catchy name you know it's and like Paris and by night Paris by day <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean everybody heard about Paris by night but uh you know so it's uh, it's a uh, this uh, th- this would be another catchy name but uh it, like i mentioned earlier it's uh, it's more on the media technology that we started yeah, with yeah. and and now we're working with uh, uh, film distribution yes so do you plan to do new media stuff uh like uh distribute new media on um, in, in yeah. new formats and new online methods i suppose uh, yeah we, we have plans to do that um mm. uh, right now we're just uh, focusing on with this film it's mm. it's, it's, it's a, a key milestone for us What 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 did you do before you came to do this? Uh I I'm an engineer by training. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I I was into management and and so I ran uh-huh. uh, operations, yes. Uh-huh. So this would be very uh, similar in that aspect. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um do you um you you're going to try to go uh, open here and then open in San Jose and then <laughs> out out east all right now we we're, we're opening here um this week uh, starting this friday and uh, you know uh, and benefit the, uh, premier yeah. right benefit the uh, Vietnamese American cancer foundation and the project motivate and then uh, we start the regular showing on, on this saturday for four weeks uh, with showings every day and then next week we opens in san jose and in houston um oh. the san jose will be in camera three and houston is be in the fun uh, funplex and then the following week will be open in uh, Falls Church of Virginia on uh, November 20th. So how had has there been advance write-ups in the paper there in the papers there Vietnamese papers whatever. Yes, there's a uh, there's I think a couple articles we have coming up this week and uh, mm. a lot of TV shows uh, on local television and uh, radio spots starting already. Um so uh, when it comes down to it traditional media is always going to be relied on. Uh, but yeah. uh, the power is in the people always. <laughs> Are you going to go out there? Uh, yes, some of these showings. And yes, yes. Uh, yeah. we uh, r- r- right after um, uh, Orange County opening, we will go up to uh, San Jose uh, for the uh, event there, and then uh, to Houston, and then uh-huh. we also will make up uh, the appearance in Virginia as well. Uh, do you? Um, how long do you think this theatrical release will go on for a year, and then 
you issue it on DVD or what, what's the line? The plan? Well, I believe, uh, you know, theaters, they always give us a chance on the first two weekends or some of them just the first weekend. And if they see numbers, they'll keep it. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's another vital hoping, uh, yeah. thing for uh, the community to think about is because uh, uh just, there's no, you know, sometimes they see the ads on the film and they say, oh, you know, I'll catch it later or uh, when I yeah. have time. But quite honestly, the theaters only give us that first weekend um, to try out. If it doesn't do well, they'll pull it. And right. that's kind of like a shame because um, m- maybe there's a chance that the ne- maybe sure. the next two weeks there'll be more people coming out. But uh, the general public doesn't understand that. They they think that it's uh, like a traditional releasing, like uh, Transformers. It's going to be played right. for three months. Yeah, yeah. But n- there's no way uh, this type of film is has that the power. So we really need people to come out there in the beginning, so it can keep playing. So maybe their uh, friends can see it later on. Because it's hard for people to know about it sometimes, right? right. If they if nobody's writing about it. Right. So even if the mainstream if they media, do know about it, yeah. I I really encourage people to come out in the beginning so that we can keep playing it. You know, the um, do you feel that um, it's all all ages would be interested in seeing it? It it's gonna have a R rating. So, um, but oh. I, I but I think the subject matter and the appeal uh, could be anywhere from uh, fourteen, fifteen to you know and above. Um, but it does have an R rating because of the language and the violence. Uh, mm-hmm. So R only means they need a adult to go with them. Or? Correct, if oh. they're under seventeen. Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, on the issue of sense, you know, the you said the censure board in Vietnam was looking at it. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to take cuts? Uh, uh, give they take were. Cuts? You know, the, the last time uh, we dealt with them, they were sensitive about the boat people scenes. Oh. They wanted to cut it a little bit short. And that pretty much that's it. And uh, they also had a reaction that uh, they didn't think the kids were so raw. They they thought they were too, um, uh, you know, that there's a word in Vietnamese that it just can't be translated in English. It's it's more like uh, rude, and it's it's beyond rude. You know that that's how oh. they feel over there. They didn't feel they didn't think that, that was real. They thought it was just. Too much for them to handle. It's like mm-hmm. they they couldn't imagine kids <laughs> being so like amazing this. To yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't imagine kids talking this way, That's acting it. this way. And when we had um, a person do the um, translation up there, uh, like he he just kind of wrote the uh, the script to to translate for them, and um, he couldn't believe the words that were being said. He just couldn't <laughs> translate it. He was like, no, 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 I can't translate that. That's, that's impossible. So. Yeah, kind of I mean, Confucianist. I Confucianist. I have to ask you, a specific, yeah. you didn't think they had to like water down like the language? Because, you know, there's, the language is very strong in the film, but I also think it's very authentic. But, but no, you know, it's different uh, culture, right? Yeah, 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 it's different. They, I mean, they don't mind language, and sometimes the nudity, you can get away with a lot of nudity and violence. Violence is, is they love violent films, to be wow. honest. <laughs> uh, wow. They like the violence and everything like that. And oh, that's interesting. But it, it's the the political aspects. Yeah. Anything that has to do with yeah, both people, both people, political, yeah. then they're more sensitive. Yeah, um, yeah I just went to a conference on uh, both people in uh, Hong Kong and uh, 30 years later mm-hmm. and they didn't want any publicity. <laughs> and it, uh, so right. it's because of, you know, yeah. Hong Kong is, is post-colonial, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, subject to um, China. And so there's a lot of controversy. And so, of course, the 
the subject matter is very raw and mm-hmm. very anti-government. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel so, that young people you know, in Vietnam is very curious about well, how things are here. Yeah, definitely. And they want to they want to see how uh, the process of assimilation is. You know, uh, a lot of Vietnamese uh, parents in in Vietnam. Ha- are they they're aspiring to have their kids study here because it's a lot open now mm-hmm. and um i think it would be very an eye opener for the parents in, in vietnam to see this because it's uh you know they it did not it, it can happen to their kids uh, when they're here because there's this uh, process of assimilation there's a language barrier and they might change their mind after seeing this <laughs> no, <laughs> scare them away <laughs> yeah, maybe, <I> mean. <laughs> But think, that happens yeah. everywhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if you go to a foreign country, you, you mm-hmm. kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. become as you know, not assimilated, but you can inculcate uh, some other. I personally think it takes a lot of maturity to travel overseas in any context, and uh, um, if parents do uh, in Vietnam want to send their children over to America, they have to hope that they won't change because you know it's kind of inevitable, inevitable that they will. And yeah, um, I mean, part of especially if this, um, the community now is not quite the same as it was then, but there's still some lingering matters. Um, and I think this film actually does represent not just uh, children who have been here who have who are the second generation, but there are a lot of 1.5ers and mm-hmm. ones as well, and like that um, are struggling with the very like head on with like the mm-hmm. um with those like cultural like you know issues with language and issues with um understanding american and and specifically vietnamese american culture um yeah what this film really does to explore i think another area you might want to send it to is australia because that's a huge yeah. vietnamese community there yeah. in certain yeah. cities yeah. right and so i mean I, I see a lot of parallels yeah. when i saw on quadros finnish people mm-hmm. i mean in yeah. in terms of the kind of i mean i i mean i i met with him when i actually went to australia this summer and i think um Kit and Kwa have like very similar like uh, uh, interests. Yeah. In terms of talking about communities that are underrepresented and are going through really difficult things, um, and not necessarily um, like you know looking down upon them, but understanding why this is the case. Um, and specific to Kwa's work, um, the community that's extremely poor and has a terrible reputation is the Vietnamese American community, and um, he just wants to explore that and I think this film yeah. is kind of it's on that same level like it just wants yeah. to explore why not so much whether it's a good or bad thing or whether it should put a label on it so that we can know what to do about it yeah yeah. both of you focus on young people and, mm-hmm. and what happens to them in, in this society yeah and uh, there's a huge group of yeah Vietnamese over there uh, yeah. obviously yeah. yeah so actually the conference I went to most of the scholars there were from Australia and uh, they were, you know, they're studying the Vietnamese communities there, some of them, yeah, so. The, uh, do you feel that uh, UCI students uh, have been open to this film? Uh, me? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you, you had a free, uh, pre-screening. Uh, well, yeah. I, I, was, I was surprised at the turnout of the screening, um, because I was pitching mostly to uh, Vietnamese Students Association and Vietnamese American Coalition and um, the American the Asian uh, Pacific Student Association here. Um, and the turnout was all across the board. Like, there were certainly Vietnamese students that came out, um, but there were people from that were interested in film. There were people that were not Vietnamese, but Asian. Um, and there were people that just were interested in a film, like, just based on the look and the aesthetics of the poster. Um, huh. What I hope, though, is that now that the, the sneak preview has started to generate a lot of interest, and now that we're really starting to pick up our game... 
that um, a lot of the students here will make it, will really want to go see the film, will really... Um, If they saw it already, why would they see it again? Well, some of them, I mean, some of them still have yet to see it. Um, I think, mm. like I said, there's a sort of a fatalistic culture amongst a lot of Vietnamese Americans that think that, like, eh, it's probably not a very good film because there's a stigma that, um, especially people when they kind of are starting to work on their craft and develop it, um, that it's just not a very good film. Like, if you've seen one Vietnamese film, you've seen all that kind of stigma. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. Like, The films that are being produced, like, you know, Kit went to UCLA Film School. He's a very well-trained filmmaker. And I, I first discovered um, Kit's work back at this year's um, VIF Festival. And I thought, personally, that his film was the most complex, engaging film in the entire festival. Sad um, Fish. Sad Fish, yes. And I was, um, and, um, and I mean, since then, we've built, quite a, built up quite a rapport and just talk a lot about film. And there are, it's, this is not something that should be dismissed, I think, especially by students here um and but so far the reaction has been very positive um people have been coming out and people have been talking about it people um email me constantly want, wanting to know more um and a lot of it there are just so many reasons why people say no but ultimately i want to convince people the reasons why they want to say yes to going to this film so yeah we we, we have some uh reaction shots uh the actual filming of the student reaction after the screening and it's it's uh it's available on in the internet Uh, we have it at the uh, Facebook the, the page. Fa- uh, Facebook page uh, of the movie. That's uh, facebook.com slash movie, And also on the YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com slash movie, and, and you see the reaction from the UCI uh, students after screening. And, and um, pretty much the, the theme of the reaction is it's a very powerful film. And it's, they're very, very surprised at the quality of it. Well, thank you very much. Uh, this is Dan Sung, the other Dan here. And uh, for Subversity, we are out of time. Um, thanks, uh, Lee Van Kiet. Thanks, Dan. Dan Tran and uh, Lee Ngo. Thank, thank you so you, much, Dan. Thank you so much. Uh, this is Dan Sung signing off for Subversity. Stay tuned for Jazz Show. Jazz Show? No. Uh, Jeff Scott for Jeff Scott. Uh, <laughs> uh, I woke up too early this morning. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know the time change. Uh, This is Dan Zhang signing off. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regions of the University of California nor the management of KUCI. <laughs>